back, Ram fans. This is Rams Up, your favorite L.A. Rams podcast. We are proud members of the Fans First Sports Network. That's fansfirstsports.com. You can also follow us on YouTube. Our channel is at L.A. Rams Up. I'm your host, Mark. You'll hear from my co-host, Tom, on occasion as well. Hey, we're not Rams insiders. We're just longtime fans who love talking about our Los Angeles Rams. Let's get to it. Welcome to another Rams Up Roundtable. I'm your host, Tom, Rams Up, or sorry, Rams Beat on Twitter. And I'm joined here by my co-host, Mark, as well as Ian and Paul. So how are you guys doing? Fantastic. Or as we say, Ramtastic. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, we made a gentleman who would have thought, holy crap. <laughs> it was good. Yeah, it was fin- good. yeah finally, uh, we're going to have a nice, relaxing weekend uh, coming up. Yeah, that's right. We're going to get into that here in a second. But uh, let's dive right into this uh, this Giants game, the, the game that got us there, right? And, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a little bit of a, a nail-biter for sure, but – Let's start with uh, Paul. Paul, you were at the game, and uh, why don't you give us a little start with a little bit of a color? How there are a lot of Rams fans there. What was the the demeanor of the Giants fans, and then and then kind of uh, take us through the the kind of the, uh, the you know kind of the situation at the stadium. Yeah, no, I I got to start off right away by saying shout out to all the Giant fans. They came out. You would have thought it was a playoff game. How many Giant fans were out there? But uh, you know, and there were. There was a lot of uh, blue and soul out there. Uh, I was just sh- uh, sharing with Ian. The one of the guys in the row next to me was wearing the number nineteen SMU uh, jersey, straight fire, red, white, and blue. Uh, but the Giant fans were great. We were talking football the whole time. Uh, guys in front of me, uh, guys uh, uh, behind me. Um, everybody was there. We had a Giant fan, young kid, took his shirt off, and let me tell you, it was like thirty something. It was unbelievable towards the latter part, and they stayed for the whole game. Uh, it was just a great atmosphere. Um, a lot of the fans said that, you know, uh, the team looks good. Everybody was talking about Puka. That's all they could talk about every time he caught a pass, you know. Uh, but it was a great atmosphere. Um, honestly, I wish the Rams would have played better. But uh, to escape with that win, it was a great feeling. Um, but it was a great experience all around. And, you know, getting to watch the Rams close up, we had great seats, getting to watch the Rams close up, getting to see a lot of, you know, things that you don't necessarily see on TV. Uh, it was really, it was really great. And I'll share some of my insights as we get into it, but overall fantastic experience. Shout out to the Giants fans. That's awesome. So Ian, once dive into the game itself, what, uh, what stood out for you there? I mean, Obviously, there's there's a lot of negatives here. I mean, we can get into those, but let me let's start with the positives real quick um, before we dive into special teams and things like that. So, uh, what were some of the positives you saw in that game? Well, guys, we've talked about it week in and week out since Carbon Williams has been emerging as an All Pro level player. Let's keep it real; dude deserves to be second team All Pro behind McCaffrey or up in that debate for first team. I think you would all agree with that. So, major positive. Feed that man. Feed 23. If he gets his 20 to 30 touches, everything goes pretty dang well. And we've talked about it throughout the weeks of the games that we lost, the games that we won convincingly, the close games that we pulled off. The main factor is how much attempts, catches, or rushes did Kyron get. And he got over 20 again. What a shock. We won the game. Three rushing touchdowns. My God, dude. What a baller. So I'm happy to see the run game be well. I'm happy to see Kobe Turner do well. I mean, is he not defensive rookie of the year? I'm tired of all these betters and all these other people having Jalen Carter, and he's a good player. I've seen some film on him. He's good. But, guys, guys, let's just take a back seat. Kobe Turner leads all rookies with nine sacks. He's double teamed 30% more than Jalen Carter. Jalen Carter, based off ESPN analytics, is double teamed 40% of the time. Kobe Turner gets double teamed 71% of the time. Come on now. Come on now. 
more tackles for loss, more sacks, more double teams. What are we talking about here? I know Will Anderson's also good for the uh, for the Texans. He went third overall, I believe. And I get it because people don't know the Rams players. Oh, all these no-name defense and it's just Aaron Donald. You better know this kid's name. This dude is a baller. And my God, he made a big impact of why we won this game. So yeah, those are I my mean, two immediate positives. And we can talk about more of the good things. But those two stand out when you watch the film and when you watch it with your own two eyes in person for you, Paul, and then everybody else on television. Ballers. Yeah, everybody's talking about uh, Kyron for sure and Puka, uh, no, no doubt. And then, you know, Kobe's turn is starting to get his due. This morning at, 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 on uh, Peter Schrager um, on the NFL Network, uh, called out Kobe Turner and said he was defensive rookie of the year, asked the Rams to send him a Kobe Turner jersey. So that was pretty cool. Um, And, yeah, so uh, Paul – I'm sorry, Mark. Yeah, the conductor, right, Paul? Yeah, for sure. Uh, Mark, what what else did you see in this game? Maybe we just dive into some of these. Let's just go straight into these negatives and get this game, put this game behind us so we can dive into what's coming up this week. But but give us – you know, let's talk about special teams for sure, but – what else in the kicker situation, but what else did you see out there besides that? Well, I, I was pleased with our offensive line play, given that they're down a guy and the defensive line, Ian, Ian already talked about that. Now I know this uh, giant offensive line is, is the weak link on their team apparently, but our guys stepped up, finally got, uh, got the quarterback on the ground, which, you know, we've been bringing pressure pretty consistently but not really racking up the sacks. So that was good. Byron Young looked really good. He flashed a couple of times. And, yeah, uh, and Mark, real quick, he's second in the league for rookies and sacks. I just want to say that for everybody out there who doesn't know that. Kobe Turner's one. Byron Young is number two. Incredible. And apologies, Mark. I just had to mention Yeah, that. no, that's all right. With 16 sacks between those two guys? Yeah. <laughs> that's not bad, not bad. Um yeah, but that the those are the two positive things I saw. And I thought Tyler Higby, except for the drop, um, I I suspect that may have been the plan early on is, you know, they're gonna do everything they can to stop the run game. So let's let's go to the pass and hit Tyler Higby a lot early. And he had a good game. Tyler Hig except for the one drop, uh, he was looking downfield already. But yeah, those are the the things off the top of my head that I saw that I liked. There was a lot that you know, obviously rubbed me wrong a little bit, but we'll get to that, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, the biggest things that, that I, I kind of just alluded to there is this this special team situation. I mean, it's it's one thing to not have a kicker, you know, which we well documented in Haversick now is, is cut and um, and uh, so bringing back Mar. But um, it, it's the for me, it's more the the coverage team right on these punts. And uh, I mean, kickoffs seem to be okay, um, but yeah, these punt return, this punt coverage team is just atrocious. That somebody said that uh, on uh, DVOA or or you know uh, one of these statistics that measures performance, it's the sixth worst punt coverage team or or special teams uh, unit in history in the history ever since they've been tracking this stuff. My, and my you know, it goes but I mean, I mean, it's just. It's so much worse. I was looking at it this morning on the ESPN, and they have their their power, football power, you know, analysis, something like that. And um, it tells you how many points gained and lost. You know, you win for offense and defense and special teams. The Rams lose, you know, a half a point a game on special teams, and the next closest one is like point. I mean, yeah, point three. And so everybody's around point one, point two, point three is usually the worst. The Rams are at point five. And it doesn't sound like a lot of points, but it just shows you how much worse they are than everybody else. And uh, I, I, we can't even start to analyze it, right? It's just <laughs> there's a, you know, how what they're doing. But, but I mean, real the quick, fact though, that, yeah. uh, Tom, gentlemen, let's talk about this for a quick second because this is going to matter coming, you know, the wild card weekend. Let's be real. Yeah, what it's going to matter I for mean, sure. Yeah, but, but what? I mean, I'm going to take my guess. I mean, there had to have been some beef between coach McVay and coach John bones fossil. There had to have been for him, for them to to split or some disagreement, some philosophical issue. There had to be something because when he was leading our special teams unit, we were number one for years, great plays, great fakes, great kicking, great coverage. And then when he's gone, what a shock. We've nosedived more and more and more every year since. 
So it's like, my God, I don't think new coordinators. I mean, how many coordinators have we been through in the last four years? It's at the end of the day, I don't know what it is. And it starts up top. Let's just keep it real. Sean McVay is responsible for this. He's got to sit down with himself this offseason and be like, what am I neglecting in this side of football? Because it's it's really bad. You saying all that? I didn't know that. That's terrible. And it is terrible to our eyes. But what do you think it is? I mean, it, it has to be something with Sean and how he views that unit. Cause, I don't know. Paul, do you uh, have any ideas about what the hell is going on with that, you know, especially the coverage team? You know, I was – so when you watched that play when he ran it back, we were all, like, ready to just – we were nauseous. There were – so um, if you watch the play closely, Michael Hoy – he tackles the wrong guy. He tackles the guy that's blocking. It was almost <laughs> no, we were it was almost comical. But um there were so many different things. I mean, there were about three guys that had a chance to tackle him before he broke out of the pack. So and you just saw the entire team collectively relax, you know, that was on the field, uh, that whole special uh team's uh coverage unit. Uh, you know, I think it's perplexing, and I'll tell you why it's perplexing. As a fan of the third phase, I, I love the special teams because I always feel it's the easiest way to improve your team, in my opinion. It's the easiest way to improve your team. And I always said, like, how do you start off the season? The way you start off the season is you, is you say, okay, who are the two best special teams players in the NFL, and let's see if we can sign them. Because they're usually what? Maybe a second string running back, a third string wide receiver, right, somebody like that. Those special team players, a linebacker, that's going to be your third string linebacker. So not only do you build depth, but you improve your special teams. And listen, and Ram, you know, the worldwide Ramley knows we said it right here on this podcast, right? I said it was going to cost us two games. Well, now it's cost us more than two games, right? And we knew this kicker was the answer. And once again, McVeigh goes public, says, Oh, I'm going to stick with this guy. And then what happens? You know, brings back the guy that got cut, you know, uh, and we're still trying to figure out what he did to get cut, right? But, you know, Brett Maher does have – we know what happens, right? He does go into those – we can't – we don't know what it is. He gets, goes into those funks where he'll just – he can't buy a kick. But if you look at his stats, you know, inside of 47 yards, he, he's his career numbers are really rock solid. And I said that here on the cast. I said what they really have to consider is field goals 45 and under, go for it, right? Do it. But anything above 45 yards, go for it on fourth down or punt it. You got a great punter and play the field position. They're going to have to, unless it's like a do or die situation, there's no reason to go that route. The The coverage unit for the Rams is just, they're, maybe it's the youth. They are just, they don't bring any fire. They're just flat. They're, you know. It's just different, you know. Like sometimes the guys on the special teams, they want to get noticed. They'll they'll deliver some hits. And by the way, Austin Trammell must lead the league in fair catches. I'm going to just go out on a limb that he leads the league in fair catches because we. I think we had zero return yards in this game again. How is this possible? What is happening with the Rams special teams? Uh, and Austin Trammell, it's absolutely shocking. It but hey, but I if you were. He muffed those every, you know, the, the the last two times I think he tried to return a punt, he muffed them, and and uh, in the game before, Paul, I really, uh, Mark, I really think just... they need to put some juice into that return game. I really think. Listen, Tutu's not getting any burn. Put him back there, man. The guy can, the guy can do it. He can take it to the house. He's done it before. Put him back there. Let him get some burn because once he gets hot again, you know, he'll also contribute in the wide receiver rotation. Yeah. But they got to put him back there. It, listen, it's going to cost the Rams in the playoffs. It's going to cost them huge. Yeah, the Rams, I mean, obviously this, it, it hasn't stuck out because the Rams, nobody ever, you know, a lot of people, most people didn't think they were going to make the playoffs. Let's just face the facts this whole season. And then they go on this run here at the end of the year. And so all those games that they blew, if this was a contending team and this was happening, I mean, it would be may it would be, yeah, you know, everybody be up in arms. And so, um, anyway, uh, Mark, do you have any final thoughts on special teams? Was? Well, I, I'm I'm actually happy. I'm pleased with Ethan Evans. I, I think he's got a great leg. And and I, I don't, don't know, know why the the Rams just don't 
tell them, maybe they're telling them, just boom it as far as you can, but make sure it goes out of bounds, you know, 40, 40 yards, 45 yards with no return. We can live with that. Uh, but yeah, the uh, I, I think the Rams made a decision uh, over a year ago on the return game. Let's just fair catch and get down. I'm not saying that's a great idea, but that's uh, that's clearly their plan. They're just not interested in the return game at this point. But yeah, it's uh, but the field goal kicking is just you know that's where I think uh, it, it it's almost pointless trying a 45 yard kick at this point. And maybe maybe uh, Maurer will get it fixed for us, but. <laughs> It's uh, I, I, someone texted me is uh, the whole purpose of, of Rams special teams is just to piss us off, you know, three <laughs> or four times a game. But other than that, they don't deliver really anything for us, except for Ethan Evans. Occasionally, he had what a 71 yard punt, yeah. I think, in this game. So can't, can't complain about him. Yeah. And I'll just say this in the 99 team, Tony Horn not only returned kicks to the house, he was on the kick coverage team. Just want to throw that out there. 82 covered kicks as well. Yeah, and you talk about uh, guys, you know, special teams studs. You know, the Patriots, uh, was it Matthew Slater? Uh, he was a special – I mean, he still may be with them for all I know, and he was just a rock-solid member of that special teams yeah. unit, and and they were good for a long time, and a lot of it because of him. Steve Tasker. Uh, so, Steve Tasker, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, all right, we're going to move on off of this uh, – off of this annoying topic, but we are going to move on and talk about the fact that the Rams are in fact in the, in the playoffs after the win against the giants and a <laughs> loss by the Seahawks to the Steelers. And so the Rams are in the question is, are they in as a seven seed, which Oof. would likely play Dallas uh, if Dallas takes care of business against Washington or are they uh, going to try and win this in that, then that, that would be if the Rams lost this weekend, if the Rams win this weekend, they get the six seed and would then like very, very likely go and play at Detroit. So there's a big raging debate going on on Twitter right now among Rams. Hey, fans. no, hey, and no, about, no shit, Tom. Honestly, it's hardcore on the it internet. It is right hardcore now. right now on the internet, and it's about. And I'm telling you, it's about 50 50. I'm telling you, there's yeah. a lot, it's, and it's it's getting pretty crazy. So let's go. We're gonna we're gonna chime in on this, and so really the the kind of the choices are are play the players. You know, I mean, maybe if they're really hurt, they're gonna sit them or something like that. Um, you know, maybe Cup gets gets sat because he's you know because he's he's banged up and stuff like that. So I'm not talking about play Cup, play you know every single person that's hurt. But, you know, maybe you sit two or three guys that are pretty banged up, but play everybody else, including Stafford, all the offensive line, Puka, you know, all the, all, all the guys, right? Everybody on defense plays. Donald, every play plays normal rotations. We're going to go try and win this game in San Francisco, and we're going to, in order to, go to Detroit and play them, right? And the other option is, we sit guys, get healthy. Healthy health is more important. Maybe guys play a quarter, maybe a half, or something like that. And we get a heavy dose of Wentz after Puka gets his, his records and so forth. And then after that, everybody sits. We don't care if we win or lose. And then probably end up uh, going to uh, Dallas and playing in Dallas again as the seven versus two. So those are the kind of the two choices. And so. The presumption here, of course, is that I think most people would agree. I'd love to get your guys' take on this, but this, the assumption is that we'd be have a lot. We have a lot better shot against uh, going to going to the Lions and playing them than we would going back to Dallas and playing them. So that's kind of setting this debate up. And so let's. I'm going to start with you this time, Mark. What are your thoughts? What is what is your uh, what is your opinion on one one way to lean or the other? Well, uh, and uh, it's it's tough not knowing how you guys are going to feel about this. Uh, hopefully, uh, you, you don't hate me for for my answer here. But I put health in the wild card game. That's uh, the highest priority for me. And I I don't have a problem going to Dallas. I really don't. I think the Cowboys are a somewhat cursed franchise, and they're gonna they're not going to go to the Super Bowl. They're going to blow it 
in one of these games and maybe it'll be against us and we go to detroit hey that's fine too the, their offense really scares me uh, more so than the cowboys to be honest with you uh, i i'm probably going to hold back and i already shared this on my latest drop uh, i'm holding back uh, matthew stafford cooper cup rob uh, ernest jones ad uh, I, I want Puka out there to get his four catches and 30 yards and then uh, take a knee. <laughs> uh, take a knee. I don't want anyone important getting hurt. If Kyron or Puka were to get hurt in, in this uh, game, it doesn't matter who we're playing. We're going to be in really bad shape. Uh, and that that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Good. I like it. Let's go to you, Ian. What is your thoughts? What Which way do you vote? I know this is a tough one, gentlemen. I mean, to everything Mark said, I agree with man. Health is the priority. But at the same time, I think there's important things that need to happen. Puka needs to break that damn record to get rookie of the year. I already made my case for Kobe Turner, who I think deserves it. I think the stats back it up. I think his film backs it up. And I think the stats and the film also back it up for Puka. So what does he need, gentlemen? He needs four more catches. And he needs 29 yards. Let's see him get a couple series. Let's get him a couple screens for the receptions. Maybe a couple of those deep dagger routes or in routes. You know, everybody the run 10, 15 yards and then cut in and either keep running or sit in the zone. <clears throat> Excuse me. And he'll break the record. And after that, no more. See you later. Thanks for uh, being rookie of the year, Puka. And Matthew Stafford has a record to, to or history to keep upholding. That's uh, hopefully the Rams are where he only needs 35 more passing yards to get his 10th 4,000 yard passing season which would tie Matt Ryan and Aaron Rodgers for fifth in the history of the NFL. So hopefully the Rams are aware of not only Pukas, which I know they are, but hopefully they're aware of Matthew. Let's get Matthew a couple passes. Let him be a part of that Puka record-breaking experience too. I mean, if Carson Wentz is out there, I wouldn't be too mad about it, but there's some history to, to jump on here for both the quarterback and Puka. So I want them to get a series or two. And, I think another stat that's important is that since the realignment of this one through seven, you know, C playoff tournament, which thank God we have that it's made football much more enjoyable this way instead of one through six, how it's been no seven seed has won a playoff game since they reformatted it one through seven since the reformat six seeds are four and two gentlemen. That's a pretty damn good record. I didn't know it was going to be that high. And I think the difference of us being the six or the seven seed, I think it's drastic because let's just keep it real. Keep it real. Dallas, for whatever reason, plays like a, like a Super Bowl-level team in Texas, and when they're not, they're beatable by pretty much anybody, it feels like. I mean, the freaking Cardinals with Josh Dobbs you know, beat them convincingly not too long ago. So, yes, Mark, I agree with you. I'm not afraid to go into Dallas. I'm not afraid of them. And their cowboy history speaks for itself of choking. But the overall history of a seven seed and a six seed, I mean, I just said it, four and two, zero and six. I mean, it matters. And I think we would have a better chance against a non-mobile quarterback. Because, guys, we've struggled mightily with mobile quarterbacks all season. Kyler Murray didn't get us because Aaron Donald kind of rolled up on his ankle and he was immobile that rest of that game. But every mobile quarterback has killed us Tyrod did this last week and we can go down the list of guys so I think playing Dak was going to pressure our defense a ton more playing Jared Goff that's much more in our favor so I think not going to let you hedge to... on this one no I know I know Look, which listen, way you going no I know I just want to explain all that just to say why I'm battling health is number one I want the records those records to be broken but damn it we should still do our best to try and get that and retain that six spot based off everything I said, but health is number so one. Well, wait, so that, but that's, that's that was my long soliloquy on, I know that was my long soliloquy on <laughs> why, but so I just are, wanted you, to, I, so are you playing, are you playing Matthew Stafford the whole game? If, if No, no, I, I don't think uh, we can't I just because health is number one. We don't have the quarterback. Okay. We're done. It doesn't matter, but okay. So health is number said, one. It's just killing me inside, Dylan. So both both of you guys so far say health is number one. We all agree, and I think McVay's come out and said that the records are you know meaningful, and so they're going to get those. So it's right now. You know, it sounds like um, you guys are in favor of playing. You know, some starters, 
let's get Puka the record. Maybe, maybe they play for a quarter. Maybe they play the whole first half and then everybody sits and, and off they go. So um, let's let you chime in, Paul, what's your, what's your vote on this topic? So, you know, both uh, the elder statement uh, statesman, Mark and Ian brought up some really uh, good points. So I look at it from this angle. Is San Francisco going to play their starters? No. They got everything locked up. I don't even know who they're going to roll out there, tell you honestly. Right? And so that's number one. Number His two. Sam Darnold. Yes. <laughs> Sam Darnold. So, you know, whoever San Francisco rolls out there, they're going to roll out their backups. That's a given. We know that. Uh you know, how well they're going to play and how deep they're going to go into their roster, we'll see on, on Sunday. So that's number one. Number two, the the rec- not just for the sake of the record, and I'm not saying this for the sake of the record. I think the rule of thumb generally is in this situation, your starters play a quarter, right? Because you just don't want them to have, like, just two weeks of complete downtime. That's not what you want of actual game, um, game play. So – the way I would attack it is this, literally, is to play my starters for the quarter. I'm telling everybody, listen, Puka, you're running two drag routes and a curl, and you're out of the game, right? You're going to call it a day, right? And listen, and, and I think Ian brings up a good point. You know, it's not just for the sake of the records. Look what this kid has done. If you took you know, Puka out of the equation this season, it's a totally different season. It's a totally different season. Oh, you know, yeah. Ram Nation, remember, you know, Coop was down. We didn't have Coop either. So Puka took the whole team, just put it right on his back, man. So I think we get that record for Puka. That's number one. Um, the conductor, maybe, you know, let him shoot a gap or two. Let's see if he get a couple of uh, sacks or get some pressures, that type of thing. Everybody plays a quarter and they all come out. Why? Because I got to tell you, listen, I'm excited. I'll hand the ball off to uh, Rolls-Royce. I don't mind doing it. Mark, you have any problem rolling the, handing the ball off 35 times to Rolls-Royce? I'd, like I'd, I'd like to see Zach Evans, actually. Oh, Zach Evans, right? right. Rolls-Royce has carried the rock 10 times in five games. I think he'd like to carry the rock a little bit, right? Um, the problem is, like, you you know, for the Rams, it's a big, it's a big issue. I'll tell you why. Like, if you pull all your starters on the O-line out of the game, who's left? That's scary, right? Yeah, I think some of these guys are going to have to play, right? They yeah. can't. The O-line. Right. The O-line's yeah. going to have to play. I mean, they're only going to carry one eight. injury, and then you got like a whole big to-do, right? So so that's the way I would do it. I would play one. Everybody plays one quarter. They all come out of the game, and then we're just going to – we're just – listen, for us, it's almost like a quasi-bye week, and let's get in there and let's start working on it. The Rams have to learn a valuable lesson. 2018, they win that Super Bowl. You know what? You know why they lost that Super Bowl? Because they pulled a putts move in that game against Chicago. Nobody wanted to play. The Rams came out of the tunnel not wanting to play. It was cold, right? Goff was already doing this when he came out of the tunnel, right? They put on tape how to beat them three weeks before the season ended. That's a fact. Ram Nation, go back and watch it. Yep. Yeah, Fangio was the defensive coordinator, and he locked him down with a too high shell. And Bill Belichick, Bill and said, Fangio, thank you and very all much. All the Bears were chirping that whole week to the media that they were going to pound on the Rams, and the Rams were like they had nothing to play for. I think the Seahawks were. I think they were like three games behind the Rams in the records, right? The Rams had nothing to play for, and they put on tape how to beat them. And what did Belichick do? Broke out the VCR, put in the VHS of that week, and had that whole game plan ready for the Super Bowl. Do not put anything out there that is going to come back and haunt you in the playoffs. That's McVay's job. Do not put anything out there. You'll play a vanilla game plan. If anything, work on your special teams, right? Try to cover a kick, right? That Try to get your – just try to – I'm being very honest, not to be facetious. Try to get your special teams in sync. Make that a focal point. Try to get the kicking game. You got a new kicker, Brett Maher. Go for every field goal, right? Let's see what he, you know, let's see what he can do. Get him back in sync. Get your return game in sync. Get your coverage team in sync. Don't use the week productively. 
go in on a high. Puka gets the record, right? Maybe a couple of other things, right? Pull your starters, good time, get them out of the game, and then let your backups play because they might come. Listen to what happened to the Super Bowl. Bryson Hopkins was out there. Don't forget that. Bryson Hopkins was out there in the Super Bowl, right? Look look what happened during the Super Bowl. As well, yeah. That's right. Let Tutu get some burn. Let you know, Demarcus Robinson has been lighting him up, right? Get him out. Let Tutu get some burn, right? Get some of the other receivers out there. Let them get some burn. Do- Carson Wentz. Car- we Let's go. see what Carson. Hey, listen, the Rams were the one that cracked his spine, right? It's only you know fitting that he comes out there and salvage a game for us, right? Yeah. So, so okay, so we all agree. We all yeah. agree, and I, I'm I'm in the same camp you guys are for all those for all the same reasons. Let's let's let the starters get out there, get a little bit, you know, not not take the whole day off, and get out there or the whole week off, get out there, you know, prepare for the because you know they're going to start, so they got to prepare that way this week, uh, staying in their groove. They go out there, they play a quarter, whatever it is, Puka gets the record, uh, Kyron gets a couple of carries. And then everybody, all the skilled guys are shut down. That's, you know, that's the way I agree 100%. They're like, you got to leave the line out there. Otherwise, it's not fair to the, you know, Wentz and everybody else. Um, maybe but damn, gentlemen. Name- I mean, damn, that difference, like, gentlemen, it's just burning in my brain. That difference between the sixth and the seventh seed is drastic. Yeah, it's huge. It it's is. Drastic. Oh, yeah. So, anyway, regardless of our plan, what Coach McVeigh decides and everything we've all stated in my long soliloquy, apologies. Everyone better be Bears fans on Sunday afternoon. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, Sam Packers and this one. Justin Fields, baby. Yep. Go yeah. ahead, Justin. Do your thing. We need we need them to hold to make sure, regardless of our win or loss or our loss, I should say, if it's that comes that way, it won't yeah, matter. But, we'll, but right. And Ian, and Ian, you're spot on. But you know, the assumption is that San Francisco is playing their backups. Also, it's not like they're running the starter. Oh, they're 100 percent playing their yeah. backups. Yeah. They yeah strange that that you know given the fact that their one seed is locked in that they're um they're favored in this game by three and a half to four and a half it's pretty interesting that that's the case but I mean, it's just home field advantage and the fact that they beat the rams like nine straight uh regular season games or something i don't know well that's good stuff so okay well that's the plan for for what's coming up so if the rams uh if the rams so we're going to you know whether it's detroit or the Cowboys and we'll dive more into that, you know, next week for sure. But I mean, is it a, regardless of what happens in that playoff game, is this a resounding successful season? You know, no matter what happens, Ian. (laughs) Gentlemen, let's all, let's, let's time travel back. Not too long. We're going to go to March of this past year after all the trades and cuts of our, you know, talented players. Goodbye, Jalen Ramsey. Goodbye, Bobby Wagner. Goodbye, Leonard Floyd. Hey, I know you signed really cheap with the Giants. Hey, Sean, we'll see you. I know you signed really cheap with the Buccaneers. Greg Gaines, see you later. And so forth and so forth and so forth. And, we're, and you know, all of us were like, what the hell is happening? And we all thought we're tanking and la, 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 la. But then Kevin Demoff in late March felt obligated, and the Rams franchise felt obligated to send this long two-page letter to all the season ticket holders talking about, Everybody relax. We have so many draft picks. We have so much cap space in 2024. Just sit tight. Yada yada yada. Even the fran- even our own franchise knew that this year had a good had a serious chance to be bad. Think about it. And we all were getting ready to accept that train ride of the suck. I was. And for us to have a winning season, for us to have two rookie of the year candidates and likely winner in both. For us to have a coach who didn't leave us, who said, no, I'm coming back, and I'm going to coach this young team up, and we're going to compete. For us to make it here, when even ourselves two months ago, we're talking about what's the future look like? What is our draft position? What is our kid? We were doing the same things after we were three and six. What a resounding, impactful, successful season this is so far. But I'm greedy. I want that playoff win, and I want a lot of them this run. Because, hey, when you get in the dance, you never know. So I'll say that. And wow. I mean, yeah, gentlemen, I'm crazy. I mean, in terms of that rookie of the year situation, CJ Stroud is a heavy favorite um, in the betting, in the betting markets. Wow. Um, you can still get coop. You can still get 
uh, Puka at a four to five, four to one or five to one. If you take him and he's a heavy underdog, those are really the only two guys that are really almost even listed, but on the defensive side of the ball, Byron young, you can bet on, you cannot even place a bet on Kobe Turner. That's how far away he is from winning that war. And, um, might change here in the next week or so, but right now, yeah, right now it's Jalen Carter, you know, runaway. So, um, you know, it is just is what it is. So, uh, yeah, but in terms of what the, the Rams, I'm going to go to you next, Mark, but I'm going to read a couple of stats that I threw up on Twitter um, in the last day or two. The 2023 Rams tied an NFL record with 14 draft picks, making the initial 53-man roster. The other team to do it was the 2016 Browns that went 1-15. in 15. So we, <laughs> all, we have 14, all 14 guys make it, and go, or we're so far 9-7, and seven, maybe end up 10-7. And then the second uh, stat is, I love this one. The Rams are the first team in the Super Bowl era to make the playoffs with 15 or more of the 22 offensive and defensive starters that did not take at least half the snaps for the team for the team the previous year. So 15 of our starters, 15 of the 22 uh, starters on offense and defense didn't uh took less than half the snaps for the rams last year it's a lot of them took obviously none but a lot of other guys were backups and so forth and so um a few a couple of the guys here or there were you know supposedly starters that were hurt but um 15 out of 22 guys so that's a that's a big time nfl record as well so with a couple of those stats on board mark is this a successful season so far even if we don't win a super bowl i mean sorry when i uh sorry when a uh, playoff game This has been one of the most enjoyable Ram seasons I've ever experienced, to be quite honest with you. I mean, obviously the Super Bowl seasons are at the top, but um, uh, maybe it's the way I'm wired. I get great joy out of listening to people, you know, ridicule the Rams um, earlier this year, especially, and then to see them proven wrong. It's just, uh, it brings me great happiness. And yeah, and and it's really, it's not so much about this season. It's about how great how they were drafting and selecting these players. And then the second part of it, how quickly they've coached these guys up. I mean, you know, it's a, it's a really a, a shout out to the Rams coaching staff. Uh, I don't know what they're doing, but they're doing something right. I mean, they got a lot of guys that are, are getting it. Maybe they just picked the right guys. I know they have a lot of really intelligent players, guys like Quentin Lake and Kyron Williams and Kobe Turner just guys that are very teachable, apparently. And it, man, what do you think the Rams' odds for uh, the playoffs will be next year? You know, they've got to be one of the favorites at this point. And, and I was thinking about this. You know, um, the Rams are going to New York to play the Giants, and and I'm I was so confident. I mean, it, it shouldn't have been that close. Uh, hey, we're just going to go in and rock their world, and we're going to pound this sad a Giants team. How do you think we would have felt about that same game in week one or two? We we would have been just hoping uh, we didn't get embarrassed and we could maybe, maybe squeak out a win. That's how far this team has come. We're, we go into these games now. Uh, I'm pretty con- Almost any team that we play in the NFL right now, I feel like we got a shot. You know, we got a good shot of beating anybody in the NFL right now. So, yeah, that's a success. Yeah, Paul, give us your thoughts. Successful season, regardless of what happens in the playoffs? See, that's why I like it when our elder statesman joins us, right? Mark brings that wisdom to the roundtable. So um, there's a great – the Rams media show with J.B. Long and DeMarco Farr, you know, J.B. Long blew me away. He goes, you know what? I'm Just like Ian said, I'm greedy. I don't want to just win one playoff game. I want it all. Right? Why and can't we, Paul? Exactly. And that goes back to the, the beginning of the season and my frustration before the season officially started when we were still in the preseason. I was like, totally understand about, you know, uh, doing the dead cap and getting out from under it so we can be super aggressive in 2024. But my point was, why are we rolling it out like this season is a dead season? Like, you can't predict when. Look how healthy the Rams are. I'm going to knock on wood when I say that. Look how healthy the Rams are, right? Think about that. That Alaric Jackson, you know, couldn't play because of family reasons, stuck in no boom, right? I mean, the O-line didn't play great, but they did a decent job, right? 
But still, we would never have been able to do that in any other season. Look what happened last year with just in the old line. But look on the on defense, fairly healthy, right? The Rams are super healthy. That's a rarity in the NFL, right? If And you're telling me to get a kicker would have blown up the salary cap? What is, what is going on here? Rams management. What are you talking about? The kicker had nothing to do with the situation. They themselves had bought into it was a dead season. And, and shame on them because these players played their hearts out and the coaches played their hearts out, right? That, you know, getting these guys ready. And if think about it, if we had a decent kicker and we had a decent backup, that's three wins. What would our discussion be? Very different discussion, right? So so that's like one bad taste that's in my mouth. And if the Rams are going to roll in, forget, I, I know the players want it. They got to get these players' heads right. The Rams can do some damage, right? Nobody was picking Nick Foles when the, the Eagles won. Come on. Anybody who comes out there now and says they picked Nick Foles, I'm going to be like, all right, dude, show me something. Show me a purchase, a receipt of a Nick Foles jersey early in September. Come on, right? So, listen, nobody was buying Kurt Warner jerseys. So, the Rams could do some damage. So, it is already a successful season. It should it should be – I think they should parlay this into, like, why not us? What what you know what what's the difference between our team and every other? Listen, the Rams are number eight passing offense in the league. They're the number twelve rushing uh, offense in the league. That's not bad. That's not bad. Think about that. Yeah, you hear uh, you hear the you hear these these teams, uh, the Lions fans, and you hear the Dallas fans on Twitter, and it is one hundred percent. They are beg- They are dying to play Green Bay instead of the Rams. Nobody wants to play the Rams. Um, you know, they'll try and put on a, you know, a, 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 a strong face for, you know, well, it doesn't matter who we play, but you know, it, you, when you get them talking, they're like, oh yeah, we'd way rather play Green Bay, give yeah. us Green Bay. So, I mean, um, and to, Tom, to that Ian's point, point and Ian, your earlier point, think about that. You said, why was there such a differential playing the underdog is a huge advantage sometimes, right? Being, I mean, of course we want the home field advantage, right? But sometimes being the team that's like, hey, listen, we got nothing to lose, man. Right? We're going to go in there and we're going to play some rock and sock and robots. Oh, by the way, shout out to Ernest Jones. Broke the single season tackle record for the Rams. Right? That's the, right. So look at all these, we're talking about all these individual achievements, all these records. This is not a shabby squad. They just got to get in sync. Right? Because that egg they laid in the Giant, at that against the Giants, they can't do that again. But if they get hot and they get right, they can do some damage. I'm sorry, you know, didn't mean to step on you. Go ahead. No, I mean to your point, Tom, about you know the the our other possible matchups and and a week and some change of the Cowboys fan base and Detroit fan base not wanting to face the Rams. I mean, think about it. Would you rather play the Packers? Or I let me reframe that. They would rather play the Eagles, who are falling apart right now, and the Packers, who don't know if they're going to wake up and play decent or not every other week. You know, we have the quarterback, the best quarterback in this conference. Let's just keep it real. And we have arguably the best coach, <clears throat> excuse me, with tons of talent on that side of the ball. Yes, our defense has been pissing me off lately. But, guys, we have a we have Super Bowl championship experience. Ain't no way Dallas wants to face this. Ain't no way Detroit wants to face this. Shoot, even San Fran. Is hoping we don't we don't have we don't match up with them in a second or second round or a conference championship game. We're the team nobody wants to play for this whole side of the national uh, conference bracket. So imagine the pressure on the 49ers if we have oh up there to Santa God. Clara. Yeah. Oh, I love that whole week. It'll be great. I hope that happens. I threw out uh I threw out our uh I just the other night I just randomly threw out a, a tweet on Twitter, a post, and I just said, oh, Rams remaining schedule. And I said, at 49ers, at Lions, at 49ers, at Cowboys versus Ravens. I mean, the thing went completely bazonko with everybody, you know, retweeting it. And there's 300 retweets or whatever the hell it is, 150 re- You know, anyway, it's just like people are yeah, just like, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do this. Let's do this. So it's just uh, – 
you kind of lay it out like that and you realize what the road that, you know, we may you know likely would have to go through. And, um, you know, it's pretty interesting, pretty fun. So, uh, yeah, good stuff. Well, let's do some final thoughts. We're going to, I feel like this is a little bit of a down week. Obviously the Rams are in the playoffs this week, 18 game against San Francisco, which, you know, I thought we were going to be playing spoiler with them, maybe knocking them out of the number one seed or something like that. And if the, you know, the Eagles and the lions hadn't just kind of caved in here in the last few weeks, um, that might've been the case, but this game really doesn't mean anything. Um, and we, we talked about the six, seven situation and we all agree that, you know, yeah, we'd rather play the lions, but we'd rather be healthy than even do that. So, uh, so this game is, you know, kind of a, a dud, if you will. Um, it's all about just, if we all, it doesn't matter what happens. If we came away and Puka and, and Stafford and everybody was healthy, you know, we'd all like think that was a W at the end of the day. Let's just face the fact. I think icing on the cake is we win and get the sixth seed or the bears win somehow or something like that. That's great, but it's icing on the cake. So health is number one. We don't want to go in like one of you guys, Mark said or something, go into Dallas with a, a, a limping Kyron or a limping Puka or, it would just be, it'd be, or Stafford, you know, it'd be, it'd it'd be over. It'd be, I would not even be worth it. Right. So yeah, health is number one. So uh, anyway, but yeah, next week will be fun. We'll we'll really be, we'll know who the opponent is. We'll be able to dive in and and, uh, really dive into the opponent and get into some matchups and so forth. We're really looking forward to that. So let's go with some parting shots as they used to say on uh, the sports reporters. Uh, we got to let's incorporate that. I'm that's it. I'm incorporating that. That was my favorite. My favorite that's before all the the sports shows, all the talking heads run TV, and those guys got together every week. Lupica and uh, Al Albon, Alba, Mitch Albin, and uh, and uh, then they usually had some uh, uh, some who were the other who was the other guy? You guys, uh, there was one other guy I forgot. Um, but anyway, those were the main, those were the main two. Oh yeah. And, uh, uh, who's the guy from Boston? Um, uh, forgot his name, white haired guy. Anyway. Um, so let's do parting shots. Uh, Mark, Mark fire away first. Well, my parting shot is just, uh, something that we didn't talk about and something that the Rams need to address. We need to stop giving up 60, 70, 80 yard touchdown passes over the heads of our of our uh, cornerbacks and safeties. Got to figure that out before playoff time when we're potentially facing C.D. Lamb and these Detroit receivers. Uh, that's my parting shot. Hopefully the Rams figure that out. Yeah, that's that is good point. Yeah, we did not hit on that, but that's uh, yeah, we've been getting away with that a little bit. And yeah, definitely needs to get figured out. Ian, you fire away next. Yeah, gentlemen, my parting thoughts are happy to be a Rams fan. I'm happy that uh, this roller coaster ended with a, a great ending so far. Playoff tournament, we're in, and we have a chance to make noise. NFC's weak. Let's see what happens Sunday, and then we'll go from there who our opponent is. I'm excited. I'm super excited. And Ram Nation, you should be too. Let's go. Let's go. Okay, Paul, fire away. I'm going to launch a salvo, not just a shot, because you got a couple of things to uh, to celebrate. So, you know, just to highlight the quality of this team. So, in the history of Rams uh, running backs, Iron Kyron, he is one of four to average 110 plus scrimmage yards a game and 1.3 plus TDs a game. Those four are Marshall, Marshall, Marshall. Eric Dickerson, Todd, where's my check, Gurley? And, of course, Iron Kyron. So, special running back, right? Uh, Greatest receiving season yardage-wise, right? Megatron, followed by Cup. Who are the quarterbacks? Who is the quarterback for those, Ian? Well, I thought his name was Stat Padford, Paul. I mean, I was told by everyone in the Lions uh, family for a while. Yeah, that was Optimus 9, right? And now... Who's going to have, theoretically, the number one rookie receiving season? Koopa. Puka Nakua, right? So you got Puka. The last time the Rams had a receiver have a season like that was not that long ago, right? 
So you got a special quarterback, you got a special running back, you got two special wide receivers, right? That's what we're talking about on offense. You got the conductor that is going to what? Have a legitimate chance to break the rookie sack record for the Rams. You have a middle linebacker that already broke single season tackle record. This is not Swiss cheese out there. Yeah, you got some dogs out there. So the Rams can make some noise, regardless of what happens in San Francisco. Huddle them up. Tell call up Eric Dickerson, Marshall Falk, and every every Deacon Joe, every ex Ram, and say, "Come on down, ride with us through the playoffs." And dude, make it make it a season to remember. And valuable lesson: there is no such thing as a throwaway season, right? If you do it right, you play with heart. You can have a magical season. And the Rams can have, it's a fresh start after this week. It's a fresh start. Everybody's 0 0 in the playoffs. Go, baby. Yeah, good stuff. I'm, I'm just going to uh, stay with my, my parting shot is the, you know, the theme I've been talking about all year and, you know, getting into the resounding successful season. I mean, just the, the way that the Rams, rebuilt this team on the fly. I mean, they called it a remodel because it really wasn't a rebuild on the offensive side. Maybe offensive line was a little bit of a restructure and, you know, it's different parts and stuff, but the defense was a complete rebuild. I mean, let's face it aside from two guys, maybe three guys, if you throw in fuller, but it was a, you know, a full rebuild and the way that they did it in just, jettisoning all these guys that Ian reeled off earlier and took taking that dead cap hit and, and making way for all these guys, all these young guys to go and play and let's see who can, who can play and who can't that, that whole theme that we've been talking about all year is just, it's really shows you that when you are ready to, to pivot in a way you pivot a hundred percent and that's what they did. They didn't sort of inch into it and, and, you know, good for them, right? And look what happened. You know, they kept the weight-bearing walls that they needed to, you know, with, with Cup and Stafford and Donald. And and then and they got rid of all the other, quote-unquote, weight-bearing walls and brought in a bunch of new walls and, and some repainted some guys, you know, walls that have been around a year or so. It just it was amazing what they did and how they went about it. And they hit on so many players and prove that even last year's draft was excellent. Um, so good for them. And uh, like Mark said, you know, next year uh, is, which was, I think they've been playing for And to Paul's point, you know, with the special teams and the kicker and stuff, they were clearly playing for next year and this just kind of snuck up on them. They didn't expect to be here. Let's face it. So good for them though. And it was all because so many young players balled out and um, it's been, it has been a super fun year. I'm with you, Mark. It's one been one of the most fun Ram seasons in a long time, just because it wasn't the expectations weren't there. That's that's really the the end of the story. So, but good stuff, guys. Hey, great roundtable. Um, thanks everybody for listening. It's been a Rams up roundtable with my co-host Mark and Ian and Paul, and we'll look forward to a uh, uh, what probably is going to be a rather uneventful game this weekend. But we'll see what happens in terms of where we're going to go and play that playoff game. And we'll be back with you guys next week. So thanks again, everybody. Have a great week and enjoy the game this week. Fear the horn. Thanks a lot. That's going to do it for this episode. Remember, you can reach us at ramsuppodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget about our YouTube channel. Our handle is at laramsup.com. Till next time, keep the horns up, stay safe, and have fun out there.